It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That was brutal. There's no other way to put it. That was really, really hard to watch. Welcome on into this special live edition of Locked On Auburn. I'm Zach Blackerby. He is Daryl Daprich. The Auburn Tigers lose in Florida in Gainesville as they have every time since 1996, 81 to 65, Daryl. And looking at this, I mean, we talked about potential downfalls uh, at the end of our, our last show together. I didn't think it could have been as bad as it was today. I mean, there's just no other way to really put it. Yeah. To wrap your head around this, I, I'm not, I don't ever subscribe to the theory of it's a particular arena that causes you to have a jinx or a trend. It's just hard not to imagine this is what the 15th time in a row since 1996, even the team two years ago, uh, only they, they lost by one, but, but Florida was able to win that game. I don't, I don't know what it is. I will say this today in watching this game had nothing to do with jinxes or trends or curses or buildings. It was all about the players and Auburn did some things that are really uncharacteristic. First of all, they turned it over way too much. They were horrible at the free throw line. Their first half shooting percentage was about as poor as you could get. Now give them credit in the second half. They did bounce back and shoot in the upper forties, which was, you know, better. Mm-hmm. But then when you couple that Zach with Florida shooting at about as good as you, I mean, now, is that a symptom of Auburn not guarding and defending like they're capable of? Or Florida just having one of those games where you just chalk it up and say, you're going to have these once or twice a year. There ain't a dang thing you can do about it when the team is shooting like that. There were some contested shots that Florida made, but they also had a lot of wide open shots. And it wasn't just perimeters. It wasn't just three balls they were hitting, Zach. They were they were driving to the basket. They were getting offensive tips. It was just, it ran the gamut of every way. They beat Auburn in the paint, points in the paint. They shot a scorching percentage from three. All that adds up to the fact that Auburn turned it over, did not shoot it well themselves in the first half, and they lose 15. And they were down, what, 18 at halftime? So, yeah, I mean, it felt like so much more than Well, that. It, it, at one point it got to 29. So, <laughs> I don't and know. That's really I mean, what I, it felt like. Like from start yeah. to finish, like it felt like Auburn lost. You have no answers for a game like this. But you can look at indicators and you can look at symptoms. And I think when Bruce Pearl and Stephen Pearl – and whoever scouted this game, I, you know, I, they probably have their shaking their heads right now. When they look at the stats and they look at analytics, they can say, guys, you really can't help when a team shoots it the way Florida does. I mean, unless they mm-hmm. see something on film that Auburn wasn't switching or they were over rotating on defense, they were whatever. It's hard. It's very hard. Auburn could have played really well, limited the turnovers, been 80% from the free throw line, and they still would have got beat with the way Florida shot it. But there are some things they can, they can clean up, and that is you cannot turn it over the way they did. That was pathetic. That mm-hmm. was embarrassing, lazy basketball. Uh, and the way they guarded it, the interior was just not Auburn-like. Yeah, I mean, every time – there was a stretch there last 10 minutes or so of the first half where it's like every pass, it's like, that's about to get turned over. Like, who, who's he throwing it to? What are they thinking? Yeah. And, Daryl, I don't know if this was – a coaching thing in the sense of like, you knew there was going to be a possibility for an emotional letdown. 
after after the Bama game on Wednesday. Like we talked about that being a possibility at the end of our last live show. I don't know if it was the travel. I don't know if it was. I mean, I want to give Florida credit because I think they played well and they were off during the week. And sometimes that can help you. Sometimes that can hurt you. I, I, I can't imagine that was a factor. And so I want to be careful when I say this, because, but I do think, I do think the total outcome and the total point differential of this game was more about Auburn than Florida. And once again, Florida played well, but our guys just did some weird stuff. I mean, can't hold on to the basketball. I don't know who you were passing it to. Weird shot selection. It just, none of it looked right. And at some point, you know, I, I think that's more on the coaching staff. Um, I mean, it's clear Auburn wasn't ready for this game. No, that's a problem. I mean, you would think that when you're fighting for first place in the SEC. Now, now, granted, again, people in the comments and in the live chat, almost comical. I, I mean, just get away from the computer if some of the things you're saying, if you really believe that. It, it's it's a basketball is not football. You're playing 36 games and you're probably going to have three or four of these a year where it just doesn't go your way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Okay. Auburn got beat by 40 at Rupp in the year they went to the final four. So I'm not making excuses. I'm saying reality is that in a, in a vacuum in the moment, it looks horrible. But when you look at the whole season, you're going to have these games. I get what you're saying about it being about Auburn, but again, I'm going to wait till the end of the year or even in the next couple of weeks and and keep an eye on Florida's stat sheet and see if they ever shoot the basketball as well as they did tonight. Because I'm here to tell you, I don't care if it was Tennessee, Alabama, South Carolina. If you go into the O'Connell Center and Florida plays and shoots it like they did tonight, it's going to be hard for any team to come out of there with a win. Now, again, is that a symptom of Auburn? being lazy defensively, turning it over. So Florida got a lot of transition baskets, which are obviously high percentage field goals when you lay it up. I don't know. But I do know I saw a lot of step-back threes and a lot of you know offensive rebounds and tips, which surprised me that Auburn didn't box out. Mm-hmm. And look, Jalen Williams has got to show up on the road. We've talked about that. And when we, we threw out that whole hypothetical – what happens if a team takes away Broom and Williams at the same time and the front court doesn't perform? Well, that's what we saw. We saw the guards for Auburn not picking up the slack. Katie Johnson was the only guard that played worth the flip. The starting backcourt for Auburn at halftime had two points. Two points. And Aiden Holloway off the bench had zero. Mm-hmm. You will not win basketball games against equitable or better opponents or in the postseason if you don't start getting better guard play because sooner or later you can't expect your front court to be Superman. And that's what, another thing that happened today. Yeah. Uh, Aiden Holloway 0 for 5 from the floor. Can't do that. Especially when th- this age of college basketball – college athletics, but specifically college basketball, like where you, the, the amount of high school guys you take is less because of the transfer portal. And Bruce has talked about this on this very show, how it's changed, how he's gone about approaching his roster, go out and get the proven guys at smaller levels of basketball and bring them in. Unless you are an absolute stud from the high school ranks and Aiden checked every box, but so far he is underachieved in my eyes. I don't want to speak for you. You're nodding. Yeah. So we both agree 
Aiden Holloway has underachieved so far during his time at Auburn. How do you fix that? I don't know. I don't know if you can at this point. Maybe he comes back next year and, and he's more effective. But right now, you've got to give as many minutes as possible to Trey Donaldson at, at the one. Uh, yeah. I think we're to that point. You know, I wanted to wait until the season got more than halfway over before I made some kind of declaration on that. I'm, there I now. am, there I am legitimately concerned about Aiden Holloway. And I can honestly say that he has not measured up to what Auburn thought they were getting at the point guard position. He has regressed, and he's nowhere near the player he was the first 10 games. And that is concerning when you start going down the stretch because you're going to need guard play. So either Trey Donaldson has to just emerge and be that dude and really just have a lion's share, play 26, 27 minutes, mm -hmm. and start to be a double-double type point guard because Holloway has disappeared. And it's and, and it's concerning. I, I, I'm not here to call him a bust or, like other, or anything like that. I just think he's hit a freshman wall. He's very talented. He looked better to me shooting the basketball at the first of the year. Um, it's not he, – he has regressed, and it's concerning. It really is. It is concerning. And to the point now where it's like, what do you do with the guard position? You've got some talented guys coming in from the high school ranks. Um, and there's almost going to be too many guards. So it kind of makes you wonder if, if, if internally a decision is going to have to be made a point guard. And so we'll see what that looks like this offseason. But moving forward, I think you got to give as many minutes as possible to Trey Donaldson. I think yes. he is the best guy to take the ball down the floor. I trust him the most of all the guards on the team from a shooting perspective as well, just because I think he's the smartest basketball IQ um, of all the guards right now. And I think he's the best passer on the team. I mean, I think I think you need to do more with Trey Donaldson right now. And, I mean, he wasn't great shooting tonight. 0 for 3 for 3, 2 of 5 from the floor. He only scored four points. And you need more out of him, too. And I'm sure he'd be comfortable saying that. But, I mean, just the guard play overall was atrocious. And we talked about this uh, after the Alabama win. It's like, man, if Jalen Williams and Janai Broom can play like this every time, like, is this what Auburn's going to do offensively moving forward? And you added the caveat, and I agreed. And we saw this play out just now where I think they'll do it when they can. And fortunately it's going to work against most teams in the sec, but for whatever reason, Florida's bigs, it doesn't matter if we have future NBA players down low, Florida's bigs have always pushed our guys around and we just let them do it. We just let them do it there. Remember when we talked about how there's certain coaches that may be able to scheme a defensive game plan where they take Jay will and broom out of the game. Well, Todd golden knows BP very, very well. There is a very, very familiar relationship between Todd Golden and Stephen Pearl and Bruce Pearl, but that should go both ways. Bruce Pearl should know Todd Golden's system very well, too, and what he's going to try to do to counter that. I, again, I'm not here to say it's coaching because I saw Auburn. You can't – coaching's not turning the ball over. I, I, can, I can buy the argument about rotations, starting lineups, the amount of minutes somebody gets. That's coaching. But when you're missing wide open threes and you're having poor shot selection, that where it only becomes coaching then is if you leave that same dude in at some point. The same guys that are killing you, if you leave them on the floor, then it is coaching. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what do you do with Aiden Holloway? Do you jerk him and pull his confidence and make it like a, a Westry thing? I, I don't know. But I think at some point you've got to find a way to utilize him 
when maybe the game is a little bit more in control or out of hand and he could just gain some confidence. But look, coaching Auburn kept hitting three, kept hitting shooting threes early in the game, but they were wide open threes. They weren't bad shots, sure. but still, if you miss six out of seven, at some point you're probably like, it just ain't falling. Let's go do something different. Yeah. And look, everybody's upset about the road stuff. And look, I get it, but everybody's worse on the road. Sorry. Everybody. Like, Auburn's not special in that regard. I know Auburn fans want to like just look at Auburn and act like it doesn't apply to everybody else. But that's not the way it works. And fortunately, Auburn's elite at home, and most teams aren't elite at home like Auburn is. So I, I get the frustration, and this loss stinks on multiple levels. It, I mean, you're probably out of winning the SEC regular season. Now, like, you really need help from other teams in order for that to happen. And that stinks. That is a total, total bummer. But some of the things that are being said right now are just dumb. Like, so, so, dumb. so just real, it, it's okay. It's okay. You can have a bad loss and your season still be in front of you. Like, the, both of those hey, things man. can happen. And, and look, Auburn started playing their best ball after losing two games in a row. Now, is that going to happen moving forward? No clue. No clue. But fortunately, over the next few games, Auburn has two major games coming up. And thank goodness they're at home. Daryl, so all the folks acting like the sky is falling because Auburn can't win consistently on the road. Um, that's not even like a valid argument right now. It's not even like it doesn't even make sense. Like now, if they lose in Athens in three games, that's a big deal. If they lose it to not to Tennessee and Knoxville in four games, kind of all expecting that at this point, right? Like, are you picking them to win in Tennessee? I'm not. I can't imagine most people are. And then you get Mississippi State at home after playing. So, I mean, I, I just, I get being upset. I get being upset. And I, I, I hate that this game went the way that it did today. I really do. So, you lose today. You get South Carolina, Kentucky at home. And if you win both of those, you're in a really good spot. You're a top three team in the SEC. Right? We're on the same page here yep. so far? Yep. yep. You go to Athens to play Georgia. Georgia stinks. If you lose that one, I get it. I get being upset about that. I don't think they're going to lose in Georgia. I do think they're going to lose in Knoxville. But then you host Mississippi State. You know they're going to want that one back. You know that's going to be a revenge game. Feel very good, and it's at home. You go to Columbia. I don't think Missouri's won a conference game yet. Unless they won one today, they, they have not won a conference game. Feel good about that one. And then you host Georgia, which one you're hosting them to, they stink. So I... Unless I'm just missing something, Daryl, and please call me out if I'm bugging too hard here. But like Auburn's gonna be okay. And Auburn's yeah. gonna finish as a top three team in the SEC. They're gonna get a double bye. They won't play in the SEC tournament till Friday. It's gonna be okay. All right. So I'm gonna speak some truth right here. And anybody that doesn't want to hear it and wants to be doom and gloom and wants to some of the stuff we're seeing, they may want to just step away from the computer because I'm gonna hurt their feelings. Cause I'm oh, gonna speak no. some truth. It's gonna be first of all. I felt like after Auburn beat Alabama Wednesday night, Auburn would lose two more games and was okay with that. Was not like the sky is falling. So anybody that thinks that wasn't going to happen isn't being realistic. The scenario you just laid out right now has Auburn losing one more game in the conference and finishing 14-4. and four. I will take that, period, period. Is that going to be enough to win the conference? Maybe, maybe not. 
But 14 and four in this league and maybe only losing one more game at Tennessee, relax. People need to chill and understand that. Second of all, a very good elite top four Kansas team went on the road this week and lost to their arch rival on the road. Is the sky falling in Lawrence, Kansas? Do they suck? Does Bill Self need to be fired and doesn't know basketball? No, because their fans know ball. We want to act like we're a blue blood school and we're a basketball school that our fans need to start acting like it as well and understand and not be ignorant and make ignorant comments. Understand the whole totality of college basketball. It happens. It happens to Arizona. It happens to Kentucky. Heck, North Carolina lost at home to Clemson this week. Do, are they horrible? Are they not? I mean, are, do their fans say, oh, we suck. Duke has our number. No. It's just relax and get off the ledge and understand the whole totality of the season, okay? And the third thing, and here's the best thing, lean in, boys and girls, and listen closely what I'm going to say here. I know that it's tough to win on the road, and I know Auburn has struggled on the road, but thank God when you get to the NCAA tournament, you don't play on the road. You play at a neutral floor, and Auburn has played well on a neutral floor except to the loss to Baylor. This year, it's a completely different thing. So, you know, people that are making comments, some that are a witch that are, you know, masked as Auburn fans that really aren't, and they're fans from other teams. That's great. Have fun. Thank you for the clicks and the views. We appreciate it. But the bottom line is teams struggle on the road, even elite blue blood teams. And if we want to be a basketball school or basketball knowledge fans, we have to start acting like it. And understand that this happens. And again, the scenario you laid out is very realistic. It's not pie in the sky. Auburn could end up losing one more SEC game and being 14-4. and And if you told me at the beginning of the year that Auburn was going to win 24, 25 games and be 14-4 in the SEC, I'd take it all day long. People need to understand that. Yeah, and I would, I mean, I would have taken 13-5. and Right. Like, so even if people are saying we're not going to go six and one, it's like, okay, you go five and two. That's, I mean, that's still like, you're not really, you're not really helping yourself when you say that. So, um, all right. For folks saying they're going to lose three more, like, what are the three losses? Like, I'm genuinely curious. Like, where are the three losses that are, that are left? Do you think they drop Kentucky and South Carolina? Like, is that like, you think they're about to lose two straight on the, at, at home? I just, I'm genuinely curious for the folks that are saying what we're saying isn't possible. Like, I, I just, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. So, all right. Um, normally, I, I do player of the game stuff here, but I don't really want to do that. So, how many games are there left? Seven? Two, three, four, six, seven. All right. Auburn's record over the final seven games. Drop that in the live chat if you don't mind. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Alumni Hall. Alumni Hall is the best place to buy all of your Auburn swag. Daryl, you love Alumni Hall. I love Alumni Hall. They've got three great locations in Auburn, Opelika, and Huntsville. Be sure to check them out there. And if you can't um, or just don't want to, go to alumnihall.com. They've got an even greater selection, of course, on their website. So alumnihall.com or check them out in Auburn, Opelika, and in Huntsville. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock 
deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Uh, so a lot of people saying six and one, five and two, a few two and fives, which isn't real. Like that's just not a real thing. <laughs> like, <sighs> um, once again, I, I get the frustration. I just, I just don't see it. I just don't see a collapse coming from this team and it, it, it could happen. It could happen. Sure. It could, but just, so could I, them going six and one could happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, show me anything. Show me the proof or the variables that tell you that this Auburn basketball team is going to go two and five down the stretch. I want the proof. Where is it? Where's the evidence? What's the prior things that have happened this year that lead you to believe that? I think Auburn, after losing two in a row, bounced back and won three in a row. And I suspect them, I suspect and expect them to win three in a row after this loss. And it's going to be a completely different. There's going to be a lot of people that are in this chat right now that I suspect that pull for other teams that won't be in here sat next Saturday night after Auburn comes off probably winning two in a row. Now, is that going to happen? Absolutely. No. I mean, anything can happen. Kentucky can come in here and get light, shoot lights yeah, out. South I mean, Carolina, South Carolina's tied for first. So, um, you know, I. but again, it what's more than likely to happen is Auburn go five and two down the stretch than two and five. And that's mm. that's real talk. Anything crazy could happen, but that's what's that's what the data and the evidence to this point shows should happen. Um, and if they go six and one, man, you go six and one at the end of this stretch, you'll be a top eight team. You'll be a three seed probably in the NCAA tournament. I mean, there's a lot left to play for, and there's a lot that could happen even in the SEC tournament. We're talking about a top two or three basketball team in the SEC that's won 19 basketball games. It's top 10 in a lot of Ken Palm variables. So I would just pump the brakes a, listen, a little bit. Yeah, we'll see what happens. South Carolina, the number one team in the SEC right now, lost on the road to Bama 74 to 47. So, I mean, that's just kind of that's the sport. That's the hey, sport we, that we're talking about. Let's address a comment real quick. Pull up Ken Stock's comment because he, he's asking a question specifically. Ken okay. Stock, uh, if you would, it's right there. Uh, there we go. So let me address that question, saying that Auburn consistently looks like freaking kindergartners every single time it matters most. Let's not be emotional. Let's be rational and talk about this. The last week of the season before this game against Florida were two, the two biggest games that I feel like Auburn had at Ole Miss mm -hmm. and at home against your arch rival for first place. First place was on the line last Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. Okay. After you already dropped one to Alabama, two biggest games of the year, and Auburn smoked both teams. So tell me where they look like kindergartners last week and tell me those games didn't matter. Um, I, I don't, I don't get that. Do you, yeah. Zach? I mean, am I just – I don't understand. Don't you think those games matter? Up until this game yeah. tonight, those were the two biggest games of the year, in my opinion. And a lot of people were saying that, not just us. Yeah, I, I think so. I think everybody was wondering how Auburn was going to respond to losing those two losses to Alabama and to Mississippi State, both back-to-back. -back. They killed Vandy at home. It's like, okay, great, but we need more. And so they go to Ole Miss, and the way they responded in the second half against Ole Miss was – electric and then yeah obviously what they did against alabama on wednesday was great so um yeah. and there are, and look it, it doesn't matter i mean you can everyone's really i get it they're emotional can, everyone can, can, their can stock is responding to you he says on the road i meant but still like okay old miss was on the road 
Yeah, the the last time they played a road game was they smoked we were, we were rejoicing. So yeah. I, I just I'm not I'm not fully... again. Anybody that wants to push back and keep coming back with negativity, they just go ahead. I I no nothing that we say or no reality is going to stop that. You have that in your mind already. You're going to be negative. You're going to find something to complain about. That's your right. I get it. But the reality and some of the the mate the metrics say differently. I guess you expected at this point of the season Auburn to be undefeated or lost one game. I get it. That's fine. Live in that reality then. Nothing we can say to change that. Yeah. I just it's okay to be frustrated. I'm frustrated. That stinks. That was hard to watch. The whole time, whenever Auburn plays in games like that, it's like, I do not want to do a show <laughs> talking about them playing this. But it's 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 the fact of the matter is like, that, that, I mean, we hate talking about them losing by what should have been 30 points. But those guys are in the locker room, you know, they... They don't want to. They don't want to have to be in that kind of outcome either. So, and let me say this: that, I will be the first one to get in line if this becomes a trend. Okay, look, I, realistically, if this becomes a trend and it's not a one-off, and Auburn loses Wednesday night, and then Kentucky, absolutely, then it completely changes the narrative, and you go, okay, they're not winning big games, they're choking, they're they're not, you know, then there's a lot to be worried about. Let's wait until it becomes a trend. And it, it becomes, if if it does, and it starts to get stacked. Yeah. Yeah, so let's see how they responded. Last time they lost um, lost a rough game, they responded with a pretty impressive streak. We need that to happen this week. Um, so Auburn needs to take down South Carolina, Kentucky, stay undefeated at home. And if they do that, they're going to be okay. They're, they're not going to win the SC regular season at this point. They would need a lot to happen. And it's not out of the question. It's mathematically possible, but... I just don't see Alabama falling apart right now. We'll see. They we'll still see. got a tough part of their schedule coming up, too. There's a stretch. And I'm going to say sure. that somebody earlier in the chat asked, hey, guys, is there anything positive that we can take away from this game? And I want to be that guy and not just 100% be, be pissed about this game. I believe that Chaney Johnson played well tonight and showed me some things with the way he battled. And he played back. He did some things tonight that gave me a little bit of hope. If he can sustain that and stack some games like this, I, I don't know. Did he end up with double figures offensively? Uh, he, he he was three for four for nine points. He had ten rebounds. Yeah, I, I thought he played well and showed me some flashes tonight. So uh, we're not going to have a player in, of the game when it's that putrid of a performance. But if there was one bright spot that I looked and said, "Wow, he's playing better," and you know, I'm, I'm looking It'd at him, probably be him. It'd be him. Yeah, it'd probably well, it, be him. And, and Warrior Go Wyoming makes a great point. The Johnson brothers in general, Katie and Chaney, both to me, nice. played well tonight and uh, give them credit. No players. I think Janai was okay. He just wasn't what we need him to be for He Auburn got double. And he's got yeah. bigs. It, it, those bigs, they run three bigs at you. Samuel uh, and the other two guys that just they keep running them at you. You got double teamed a lot, left J Will open. J Will didn't, didn't uh, you know, did, didn't execute that we said that could happen if people started doubling Janai and they did and they just kept running big after big after big at him. So mm -hmm. yep, Ken Stock, you're good, man. You're good. Oh yeah, we just, dude, we just wanted to use your your comment for because some, it was a good for, uh, watching. Yes, it was, it, was it was a, a good, good point. point. It was a good right. point. It was a good conversation. We weren't. I didn't. I wasn't a call out. It was like you know this is legitimate and this is a concern that probably a lot of people have. Yep, and nope. I think it needed to be debated that's all yep good no, comment hey, yeah thank you um yep. yeah you, you're in here a lot we, we appreciate it yes. so 
Um, wow. Okay. That was, um, well, we're 30 minutes in. Daryl, how can people check out everything you've got going on? <laughs> you can follow me at uh, X dap 6410 i'm on with you wednesdays and fridays and then monday mornings and tuesday afternoons on various shows on the auburn network yes yes uh be sure to uh like the video you have to you can like the video you don't have to like the content today because that was tough that was a tough one it was hard was a tough one but it's all right uh, but two huge games this weekend of course we'll be live after both of them and uh thankfully south carolina is at 7 30 not eight i don't know why that's on at six but Thanks, SEC. Really appreciate that. For, so, yeah, yeah, be sure to check that out. We'll go live after that as well. Uh, so, cool. Be sure to read all of our written content at, uh, at AuburnDaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.